in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning. This is a live look uh, that we're just getting in here, or this is some video we just took in the last couple of moments of one of the low water crossings here in central Texas that is now closed. This is at Hokie Lane in southeast Austin. And when we take a look at that, we can also tell you that we're looking at some of the low water crossings throughout the city. Poston Lane and Hokie Lane that you just saw there that... Tom was talking about in southeast Austin that is closed because of flooding, of course. And then there's another one to watch out for that is at Old Bowman Road and Onion Branch. Wet start to your day is what's causing this rain really pouring across central Texas. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez, straight to Kristen, who has been watching the roads and letting you know what kind of rain we're expecting today and how long it's going to last. It won't last all day. It's okay. definitely going to be a morning event, but unfortunately, the timing not ideal because we know as we get a little further into the morning, a lot of you will be hitting the road. So it'll be my job to get you through it safely. And I'll tell you what, most of the heavy rain is not in the hill country and it won't be. A a lot of this will favor the I-35 corridor in eastern counties through the morning. So those out in Lano, Mason, San Saba, you're pretty much good to go. A couple spotty showers could build in, but the heaviest rain is right now centered over Williamson County, northern and western Travis County here. Some moderate rainfall, you can see some of those brighter colors indicating uh, pretty intense rainfall at times. Visibility will also drop because of how hard this rain is falling. Could even see a little bit of some fog in there too. I ran into that on my way in. I'm thinking, oh, this morning's commute is going to be a little rough. We have a live look outside on our Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera in South Austin. Clearly, you can see the raindrops flying. Temperatures in the 30s and 40s. Thank goodness this is not in combination with that Arctic cold front we had this time last week. These temperatures so much warmer. You'll notice the warming trend already this morning up about 2 to 10 degrees and our temperatures will actually stay on the warm side today, relatively speaking, as we're going to be fairly close to normal. 63's average will be in those upper 50s today. Cloudy skies, that 90% chance of rain for this morning will go drier conditions getting into this afternoon and evening, but don't put away the rain gear. Another round of heavy rain expected tonight. So I'm going to track that out for you. We'll time when to expect this next round. An increasing flood risk, too, because not only do we have heavy rain falling now with back-to-back -back rounds, it's not going to take as much to run into those flood issues, maybe on the surface streets, in your backyard, things like that. Got a cold front coming in later this week. We'll take a look at the damage to your temperatures all coming up in your first warning forecast. Okay, thank you, Chris. We have some breaking news right now. Officers in Round Rock at the scene of a train crash, crash into a car at McNeil Road and County Road 172. We've learned that no one is hurt, but officers are asking you to avoid the area, seek alternate routes, and we have a crew on the way. Also this morning, Austin police have opened fire on a man. They say stabbed three people at a home in North Austin. The suspects survived, but one of the stabbing victims did not. Yeah, it happened over the weekend at Unimer Lane near Jaeger and Parmer. Sam Stark talks to a neighbor who says that she's struggling with what happened. Alma and her husband were winding down for bed early Sunday morning when they heard gunfire. We're coming home from a party and, uh, and we start uh, taking the pajamas, putting the pajamas on, and we hear a gunshot. She immediately started to worry for her neighbors. Outside, she saw a large police presence in front of a friend's home. I test her 
And I say, uh, neighbor, are you okay? Because there's a lot of police over there. Are you okay? How's the kids? But she don't answer to me. And I call from the phone and they don't answer the phone. So. Police said just after midnight Sunday morning, a man called 911 saying he had been stabbed in the stomach and was bleeding a lot. According to police, he told the dispatcher the man who stabbed him was holding a knife inside with a woman. As the officers approached the door of the residence, they heard screaming from within inside. Upon entry, they observed a male suspect with a knife holding a female with stab wounds. To protect the life of that victim, the officers discharged their department-approved firearms, striking the male suspect. Officers pulled out a woman, the man who called the police, and three children from the home and into safety. Police found another woman with stab wounds who died early this morning. They always quiet, good neighbors and everything. I feel so sad for them because they're very nice people. Sam Stark, KXAN News. Police say the man and woman who survived the stabbing are listed as stable at a local hospital. Suspect also stable. Police tell us they are not sure about the relationship between the suspect and the victims. Fears about the gradual spread of conflict in the Middle East are becoming reality as more U.S. bases have come under attack and the U.S. mission to secure the crucial shipping channels are yet to deter some of these rebel targets. And the White House is vowing to do whatever it takes to protect U.S. forces in the region. NBC's Raf Sanchez reports on this and Israel's resistance to the mounting international pressure to create a Palestinian state. After an 11-day search by sea and air, the U.S. Military Central Command is now saying two Navy SEALs missing off the coast of Somalia have been declared dead. We'll have full details, plus we'll take you inside Gaza to see what the Israeli military is calling a Hamas dungeon where hostages were held. Much more coming up on the Today Show. Also, the Texas Science and Natural History Museum at UT turning 85 this month. The look at the place dedicated to studying, preserving, and displaying history. And why a former Austin police chief is heading back to the city and what he's hoping to accomplish. Good morning, everyone. As we take a live look at some of our cameras, this one is over at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center of the Rain that's coming down in your part of the woods. We're going to check in with Kristen to see the rain in other parts of Central Texas and how much we're expected to get as the day rolls along. The New Hampshire Republican primary just around the corner and things are already heating up as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is ending his bid for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. DeSantis announced his decision just two days before the New Hampshire primary. He immediately endorsed former President Donald Trump and it comes after DeSantis placed a distant second behind Trump in the Iowa caucus. A place dedicated to studying, preserving and displaying history is now celebrating its own history. This is the Texas Science and Natural History Museum on the UT campus turning 85 this month. To honor the occasion, visitors over the weekend could bring in their own fossils to the museum. There's a paleontologist there to help identify them. They also had the chance to get their hands on some of the museum's local fossils see photos of the museum's evolution over the years and explore the displays. It allows us to imagine what life was like hundreds of millions of years ago. We have a lot of longtime Austinites that have come to the museum today and kind of reminisced about times that they visited as children. 
The Art Deco-inspired building opened back in 1939. Last September, it reopened after extensive renovations, adding new exhibits in with some of the old favorites. As the deal for the border security uh, inches closer, U.S. lawmakers are heading to Mexico City for a high-level meeting. Their stop in Texas and demands for policy changes. Four teams remain in the NFL. Former Lake Travis Cavalier Baker Mayfield trying to lead his Buccaneers to the championship game. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning. This is a live look right now as we kick off this Monday morning here on KXAN News Today. Uh, this is a live picture from southeast Austin. You can see the rain is just pouring down here. Wet conditions as you head out on the road no matter where you're going. Something to be aware of. If the recent spell of bitterly cold weather has you thinking about a getaway, there is good news ahead on today this morning. Airfares expected to fall after years of post-pandemic highs. Yeah, travel expert Katie Nastro explains that in relation to high prices elsewhere, flights are coming down to land as airlines increase capacity. Airfare's been on this downward trend 13 out of the last 19 months. You know, outside of the pandemic, when airfare was rock bottom, we haven't really seen these prices or the average price of airfare being this low since about 2009. And when you adjust for inflation, it's about 40% cheaper than it was a decade ago. Ahead on today, the destination seeing some of these lower ticket prices, when to book for spring break and summer, and how you can follow the Goldilocks rule for your 2024 vacation. Such a rule exists. Yes, <laughs> as someone who flies a lot, Austin is is on the affordable end mm. of flying in and out of because there are some airports other the right. similar sizes that are much more expensive and not as nice as Austin's airport. <laughs> not as yummy, that's for sure. No, that's true. No. Uh, our planes are going to be able to fly through what we got going on outside now. This is just plain old rain, no severe weather out there. We begin with radar. If you haven't noticed, it's raining. It's wet out there over the Austin metro. In fact, some of us even had a couple thunderstorms roll through overnight. I know I woke up to the sound of thunder. But most of this, if not 99.9%, just plain old rain coming down out of the sky. And we'll take it because at this point, Williamson County, you're getting your fair share of this liquid gold here. Georgetown to Liberty Hill up towards that corner there, that northwestern corner of Williamson County. We've got moderate to heavy rain down towards the Austin Metro. Most of this is hugging western Travis County. Now, these are numbers are obviously going to change as it's still raining. But just wanted to give you a little preview of what some of the rainfall totals look like as of now. The last 24 hours, we've seen very minimal amounts in the Hill Country. We kind of knew coming into last night, the Hill Country is going to get the short end of the stick on this round. Most of the heavy rain has been rod up the 35 corridor. Look at your 24-hour totals as of now, over an inch and a half in downtown. Out towards Lakeway, about an inch and a quarter. Hayes County, anywhere from about an inch and a half to two inches is what I've seen. We do have a flood advisory in place for parts of Travis and Hayes County, just because of some minor flooding. With this kind of rainfall, you can expect to see some ponding on roadways, the puddle that always floods in the parking lot, things like that. But I haven't seen any major flooding issues in our area. San Antonio is dealing with some bigger problems, but not for us here closer to Austin. You'll notice eastern counties for now, less than half an inch, but you're about to get a good soaking here as that rain continues to push up from the south. 
temperatures much warmer, relatively speaking, than where we've been. We're seeing upper 30s to upper 40s out there, and I'm not worried about freezing rain. Nothing of the frozen variety as those 40s stay well above freezing, getting into the upper 50s this afternoon. But most, if not all, of this rain will clear by lunchtime. This is a morning event, so looking at your future cast here, starting the clock now, letting this run, you can see this high-resolution model is holding on to pockets of moderate to heavy rain through 7, 8, 9 a.m. 10 a.m. We start to see a lot of this get shifted east and then eventually by noon it's gone. We've got a mainly cloudy sky, perhaps a few breaks of sunshine in the hill country this afternoon, but here comes round two overnight. As we get into the early morning hours tomorrow, 2, 3, 4 a.m., here comes our next wave of potentially heavy rainfall here. This is going to be scattered across central Texas and likely hang on through the day a little bit more. You'll notice some of these reflectivities looking a little concerning. Heavy rain and even the risk of thunderstorms getting into our next round tonight and tomorrow morning. So in addition to everything that's fallen so far, we're still anticipating maybe an inch and a half to two inches to fall between now and noontime, higher amounts in our eastern counties. You'll notice as we go a little further into the future here through the day tomorrow, totaling four to maybe even five inches out in our eastern county. So not a surprise to see the flash flood threat in place today favoring our eastern counties for some minor flooding concerns. Gets a little further west as we get into tomorrow. Heavier rain with already saturated soils increases that flooding threat. And then on top of that, we've got a low risk of severe storms tomorrow morning. This is going to be for hail and gusty winds. So that bottom line, we've got a lot going on because it's a couple different waves of heavy precipitation here, heavy rain and thunderstorms today, tomorrow into the first part of Wednesday, maybe one little punch here by Friday. But most of my concerns going to center around the next 48 hours here with the potential for heavy rain. 50s today, 60s Tuesday, Wednesday. That cold front comes in Friday, drops about 10 degrees off our temperatures heading into the weekend with drier skies and 50s and 60s. Thank you so much, Kristen. Let's talk about how the U.S. Senate is inching closer to reaching a deal on border security. But it is sure to face hurdles in the House where Republicans have been in control and uh, really sticking to that wish list. Now, in light of those negotiations, a bipartisan group of Texans in Congress headed to Mexico City to meet with leaders after a weekend touring the valley. Armand Gamadon was there and has more from the valley. I mean, we care about what goes on. The and the reason we're so uh, adamant that it needs to stop is the, the amount of suffering that we see. Chris Cabrera has been a Border Patrol agent for 22 years. He says his job has never been more challenging than it is today. It's changed dramatically. And it's felt by many on the job. We're losing agents faster than, than we can replace them. Over the course of two days, Cabrera gave us a tour along the border. Showing us holes in fences where they'll find human smugglers. And at night, we staked out the wall. And you can see the wall behind me. We're getting a tour from Border Patrol agents where they tell us that most nights they are outnumbered by the amount of migrants, sometimes hundreds at a time, trying to climb the wall. We spotted a group of 22 migrants, including unaccompanied children and a baby. It's very dangerous to, to, to come across that river, much less to be a, a small child. They turned themselves in to federal authorities. And they'll start their processing. All of them are claiming asylum as of now. And loaded a bus. People know that if they come in, they say a few magic keywords that we're going to release them into the country. 
with a court date five years away and nobody's really going to look for them if they don't show up. Cabrera doesn't blame groups like we saw, but the policies. It's easier to get into this country illegally than it is to get in here legally. So, of course, they're going to take advantage of that. We're witnessing a human tragedy. That was part of why we went on this trip to tag along with a bipartisan group of Texas congressional members. They're hoping to bring back solutions to a gridlocked Washington. The Senate bill, if it's done bipartisan, will have a chance. Tackling immigration policy historically has been a Herculean task, especially with a Congress that has been marred by chaos. All agreed. But Congressman Michael McCall says the state of negotiations are different now, with foreign aid on the line. It's a national security supplemental, so I think we've got the leverage and possibly the best opportunity to get something serious done. Moderate Democrats like Congressman Henry Cuellar can agree with some Republican-led proposals to toughen the process for claiming asylum. This bipartisan type of work will get the job done. But it's not likely that the Senate will take the House border deal as is, which many Republicans are demanding. We need the Senate to pick up our plan or come up with a solution so we can have a path forward. Agents like Cabrera just want lawmakers to see it the way he does. It's not a Republican or Democrat issue. It's a, it's a humanitarian issue. In the Rio Grande Valley, Monica Madden, KXAN News. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. The final four in the NFL is set as we had an amazing weekend of football, kind of minus that Texans loss to the Ravens. And yesterday, two great games. Baker Mayfield has found a home in Tampa Bay, bounced around last year, and now replacing Tom Brady, and he has them in the divisional round against Jared Goff and the Lions. Detroit, unprecedented success in some three decades. Goff to Josh Reynolds to take a 10-3 lead. And then Mayfield, the touch to Kate Otten. Tampa Bay comes back to tie it at 10. This thing was a little bit of a tennis match. Back and forth we go. Lions, Reynolds this time runs it in. That's Craig Reynolds for the touchdown, and, well, it is 17-10. Mayfield, the drop down to Rashad White, and he's in the end zone, tied at 17. Lions get the lead 24-17, and then they get the separation in the fourth quarter. Amon Ross St. Brown with the great catch. Looks like that might be enough, but here comes Tampa Bay. Mayfield throws for 349, including this Dart to Mike Evans, the former Texas A&M great, and Tampa Bay gets it back. So a drive and a touchdown. They'll need two. They went for two on the Evans score and didn't get it, but Mayfield into traffic. Derek Barnes, the pick, and that will do it. The Detroit Lions are headed to San Francisco for the NFC title game. AFC divisional round in Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes, no playoff games on the road, except the Super Bowl. Josh Allen and the Bills trying to Hand the Chiefs a loss, and Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs trying to go to their sixth straight AFC title game. Taylor Swift, happy, and then happier because Tyler Bass misses the game-tying field goal with 143 to go. Chiefs get one first down, and then they wave bye-bye to the Buffalo crowd. So again, the Chiefs are headed to the AFC title game. They'll go back on the road to take on Baltimore also on Sunday. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. There is a possibility 
the final for the largest sporting event in the entire world could actually come here to Texas. Yeah, there's a new report from a British newspaper that says the World Cup final will be played at AT&T Stadium in 2026. And as Larry Collins explains, no official announcement has been made, but it's giving Texas high hopes. From the Super Bowl to, well, WrestleMania, AT&T Stadium has really been no stranger to hosting some of the biggest and boldest events in the world. But this one, it is next level. This report from that British newspaper, the Sun newspaper, a tabloid, says that the biggest soccer match on the planet will be, in fact, here in 2026. So the big question, is it a done deal? Well, FIFA, they aren't talking right now. They did release a statement saying that the final site will be officially revealed on February 4th. The greater Dallas area was already named one of 16 host cities for the tournament. And this fall, the president of FIFA had a chance to come out and tour AT&T Stadium for himself. The Dallas World Cup Committee released a statement that said in part, quote, we remain optimistic about our chances of hosting the FIFA World Cup 26 final. And just last week, we had a chance to speak with Dan Hunt, the owner of FC Dallas. Of course, he has been a big part of trying to land the finals. Here's what he said about a timeline of an announcement. Yeah, let, let me just tell you, we're, we're ready and we're, we're waiting. Uh, I, I would have thought it would have been earlier. But there's just so much going on in the, in the soccer world um, all the time. Dallas has put forth an amazing bid. I know there's great competition out there, um, but I know that we will do an incredible job of putting on the World Cup final or semifinal if we get those opportunities. Even if you're not a soccer fan, this is a huge deal, not just for the city of Arlington or North Texas, but also for AT&T Stadium. If they can successfully land this FIFA World Cup final and pull it off without a hitch, they will go a long way to help them get the Super Bowl back in the city of Arlington. In Arlington, Larry Collins, NBC5. For those listening on our KXAN Today podcast, thanks for hanging out with us. Here's what we're tracking at 5. We are continuing to watch the radar and our weather this morning. Kristen Curry breaking down what you need to know as you head out for your day.